You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. This podcast is sponsored by the Fertility Roadmap, your guide to optimizing conception. The self-paced course teaches you everything you need to know to feel confident on your conception journey. Over six modules, you'll gain in-depth knowledge on hormones, how to track and confirm ovulation, when to take a pregnancy test, and strategic lifestyle shifts that are proven to enhance fertility. You'll also gain access to an exclusive community, monthly Q&As, and bonus downloads. Enroll today at blissberrywellness.com. Hey friends, welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Bowers, and I'm really excited to be sitting down with you again for just a one-on-one chat where I want to dive into some of the things I wish I had known early on and at key points of our fertility journey. You know, I did this a little while ago. We kind of reflected on our miscarriage. I talked about the things that I wish I had known. I wish I'd had someone who'd been there to kind of come into my space and just be there with me, support me through it, and tell me a few key things. And so we kind of talked through that as well as some other stuff that I really feel is so valuable to know when you're miscarrying. Um, And today I want to continue that trend. I want to share from my personal experience, but also share from what I've seen as as a fertility-focused health coach in this space for almost five years. And I want to really talk about trying to conceive again. After you already have a kid, um, and it's something that I know is really common. And I suspected it was common and decided to kind of test out <laughs> a couple of months ago, I decided I would just kind of test, test it out. You know, thanks to social media, it's so easy to run a nice little poll, ask a question and get some feedback. And so that's what I did. I asked you guys over in our baby dust fertility, Facebook community. And I asked over on my Instagram account and I said, how many of you are trying again for your second, third, fourth or subsequent child. And I was really surprised by how many responses came back that said, yes, I am. I I think over on Facebook, we had somewhere between 14 and 20% of the replies were from women who were saying, yes, I am trying again for another kid. And on Instagram, I think it was almost it was somewhere between 30 and 40%. So large numbers of you. And you know, as someone who has been on both sides of the spectrum, you know, fertility for us, <laughs> fertility for us has never really been super smooth. Um, or I'm so grateful for where we've come, where we're at and the support team that I have at this point that I didn't always have in my space. Um, but fertility for us has not always been easy. And so I feel like in a way, even though it's hard and I wouldn't, (laughs) if I could go back, obviously I would not want to do this, not experience this again, but I've had the privilege of standing on both sides of the spectrum of trying unsuccessfully to get pregnant without children and then trying again after I've had children. And I have to say that I feel like I've noticed as, you know, being a mom in this space who's trying again with fertility, not necessarily being an easy thing. I've realized that it's really kind of taboo to talk about it. And so that came really as a shock surprise to me. Um, Our first son was born in 2017 so grateful, such a blessing. He came after a loss that happened, um, in 2016. And then our second son was born in 2020. Um, so we have tried, you know, 
post both of those children. Um, and so I've noticed, and I, and I've discovered this as a recurring trend <laughs> by discussing with other women who are mothers and who are trying again, that it, and a lot of times it feels like in the fertility space, there's not a lot of room for those of us who already have had children, regardless of the journey to get there. And I, I understand and I respect the struggle of not having yet conceived your first child, but it is a really unique and challenging thing to already have a child or a few children feel, you know, in your heart that you know that your family is not yet complete, want to have another child and it just not to be happening. And so I remember that struggle, you know, following our first son, following our second son. It's like that, um, that challenge of like, you know, I'm ready for this to happen, but it's just not happening. And, and so I wanted today to dive in a little bit to some of the resources, the resources that I've discovered primarily because this is my professional work. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I love. Some of the resources that I've discovered that are so helpful. Um, and I also want to just sprinkle in my own personal reflections of this time because it has occurred to me that there aren't a lot of people who are standing up and speaking out about, about that struggle of trying again after having a child. And there's not a lot of resources out there really directed at women who are trying again after having a child. And in a really unique way, you know, the whole journey of infertility and struggling to conceive is isolating and lonely. But in a really weird way, it's lonely in a, in a different way once you're in that mom stage and trying again because you are busy because you have little ones or depending on how old your children are, maybe older ones who are occupying your time, keeping you busy, um, but you still are yearning for that family to grow. And so here are some of the things that I want to tell you, some of the things that that I have just found so helpful and some of the resources that I think are just incredibly useful when it comes to trying again. So the first thing that I want to talk about that I wanted to just, you know, make known is that it is still hard, even if you've had a kid. <laughs> and I've been in conversations before where I feel truthfully, and I'll be really transparent here, I felt really awkward, you know, especially in those seasons where we we have a child, we're really desiring to have another child because of the complexities of our fertility situation, things have just not happened yet. And I've had other people, you know, say and, you know, just sharing from their own personal struggle of not yet having a child that they don't understand how anyone could struggle once they've had a child because they've already had a child. And I just want to dispel this myth that having a kid is going to completely erase the struggle of trying again. Well, absolutely. So thankful for the child that you've already had. What a blessing, what a joy. Um, that doesn't erase that desire for another one. And, and I want to just put that front and center early on in this solo show, because I want to make sure that anyone who's listening, who is a mom, who is in that season of trying, struggling to get to their next child, that your feelings are valid there and your feelings matter there because this is a very real and very difficult thing that you're trying to navigate through. And so it's, it's different. The complexities are different. The things that you're thinking through when you're trying again, when you already have a kid are different. You're thinking about how far apart are they going to be? You're thinking about what the family dynamics going to be like, you know, 
it's, it is a, it's a different struggle and that's okay. And so I want to first and foremost, just put that out there that it's still a struggle. Even if you already have kids, I don't, it doesn't matter how many kids you had, if you're desiring another child and it's not happening, it is still a struggle. Now, one of the things that I came up that I discovered, um, that really was really revolutionary to me, you know, for our journey, we didn't struggle uniquely after our first son, our struggles after our first son were the same struggles we had before our first son. Um, and so I don't have that experience of easily conceiving and then struggling. But I will say that in, in, in that postpartum process, because I'm a big believer in, in postpartum, in my lactation work, um, I'm a big believer in helping educate mothers on postpartum and renourishing well. And I, I have such a deep respect for all of these ancestral traditions that have been over time implemented to, to help women recover. And so I read years ago, not intention of fertility, but I read years ago, this book called Postnatal Depletion Cure by Dr. Oscar Saralak. He's out of Australia. Um, and I was really, it was the first time I really had ever encountered this concept of depletion when it comes to motherhood and pregnancy and breastfeeding. And that was an incredible read for me. Uh, I think his book is a great foundational piece. I would love to put it in the hands of every woman who is expecting, every woman who has had a baby recently, uh, because he just imparts so much wisdom on the nutrient load, on recovery, on the mental health aspect of postpartum. But it, it, that's where my wheels started to turn about this idea of, you know, there is, there is a degree and a great need for moms postpartum to be re-nourishing their bodies. And you know, as I've, as I've grown as a coach, as I've grown in my studies professionally and um, speaking with colleagues and other things, uh, my eyes have just been open to how many other experts point to this idea of, you know, hey, moms actually really need to re-nourish postpartum. Early on in the show, we did an interview with Alexandria DeVito, which was an amazing interview. Um, I highly recommend scrolling way back, <laughs> finding it. Um, but she's the founder of Poplin. She is the author of the wonderful book, Nine Months Is Not Enough. I highly recommend buying that book. Um, I had the privilege of pre-reading it before it was published. And I have it is the first fertility-focused book that I have read that every page turn, I was like, wow, this is, this is great. And so she does a beautiful job just kind of capturing the, 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 de the depletion that comes from growing a baby and having a baby. And if you breastfeed, that also takes, um, it takes nutrients. And so I don't want that to say that and it'd be like, oh, it's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. You know, it's a necessary part of the journey. But she really dives in to talk about that depletion state that mothers face. And it's something that we don't really discuss. We don't really discuss nutrient insufficiency versus deficiency. Um, it, it's kind of more of a nuanced conversation and not everyone, not every practitioner recognizes the differences between deficiency and insufficiency. Um, but essentially what Alexandria beautifully breaks down is that as our bodies are giving to grow our babies and as our bodies are giving, if we breastfeed to feed our babies. And I'm a huge proponent of breastfeeding, obviously as a lactation counselor, I breastfed all my children. Um, I, I love supporting mothers 
into to the breastfeeding journey. I think it's beautiful. Um, but that is, there is a nutrient demands. We know as more and more research is, is evaluating breast milk, that even just in breast milk, what a mother is eating, the nutrients she is consuming through food, through supplements, those are actually impacting the quality of her milk. And so we know the body is still putting out nutrients postpartum. And so I was actually talking with a client not long ago. We were talking about um, that, uh, we were just talking about postpartum. We were talking about pregnancy. We were talking about some of these resources that I just mentioned to you. And I was just, you know, saying that, you know, it's like, you know, planning for your postpartum, um, not just the first two weeks, you know, planning a good postpartum recovery and then actually thinking intentionally as you're moving into those postpartum months, thinking about what you're eating, how you're moving, how you're breathing, how you're managing your stress, all impacts the way that your body metabolizes and uses nutrients. It impacts the nutrients you have available to you. It also impacts the nutrients you have available to your baby when you're feeding breast milk. And so, um, you know, going into that season with this intentional focus of, you know, I just grew a baby. I am now feeding a baby. And so I need to be re-nourishing my body is really critical. And it doesn't matter how far postpartum you are, you know, prioritizing eating well, caring for your body, minimizing stress so that you don't burn through key minerals and other nutrients faster. You know, those things go a long way. And, you know, I, I think in my own personal journey, you know, as I've had children, I've had a couple children now, um, <laughs> I had to really recognize that the nutrient state has been an impact for me personally. Um, and I can tell it mentally, and we can also, we've also noticed the other impacts of maybe not eating quite enough. You know, you get busy as a mom, you have things going on, you have children to tend to, you have work, you have house, you have, you have life. Um, you're busy, you're not sleeping your best. All of these things add up. And when we're not making our best, when we're not making a good effort regularly, most days of the week to try to treat ourselves kindly, that also adds up. And so being intentional in all of these areas as a mom, being intentional as we're thinking of trying to get. You know, Alexandria DeVito talks about the impact of just nutrient insufficiency, which means you don't have enough, you have enough nutrients for your body to function, insufficiency. You don't have enough nutrients for all of the body to function properly. That's it, a different than a deficiency state. A deficiency state is where you are completely lacking a nutrient. Um, that's usually where we think about nutrient deficient disease expression and whatnot. Um, but she talked about in that interview and she talked about in her book and regularly educates on their Instagram channel for Poplin. It talks about how you know, nutrient insufficiency plays a big role in fertility. And so when we're thinking about as moms, maybe you've had one kid, maybe you've, you've had multiple, maybe you've had multiple close together so that your body did not have a full chance to recover. Uh, you have, you're in a state where you don't have enough nutrients for something basic like ovulation to occur normally or hormones to be produced normally. And, you know, we had another interview, another one with, um, Aubrey Phelps, she's a registered dietitian. She shared from her own personal experience of secondary infertility. Um, just really, she was she just did a beautiful job of being transparent and um, just 
sharing from her professional experience and personal experience in that interview. And she talked about how, you know, that strain of pregnancy, and this is something that my personal physician has reiterated to me in these past few years where I've had some chronic illness that has flared postpartum. Um, but Aubrey was mentioning how a lot of times you'll see postpartum, these health problems suddenly appear because the body went through so much to grow the baby, have the baby, and then potentially breastfeed the baby. And so that just the strain that all of that happened, plus life, plus motherhood, plus, you know, all of that compounded and it caused disease state to become more prominent in the body. And her interview was also really good. It provided some really tangible and useful things that you can incorporate into your routine. But I appreciated her pointing that out. You know, we often think that, oh, we just had a baby no big deal. You know, we're still the same person, but the truth is we're older. We are, our life situation has changed. We're not sleeping as well as we used to. We probably aren't eating as well as we used to. The whole dynamic of our relationships changed. Like everything changes once you've had a baby. Sure, you may be the same person technically, but you're really not the same person. <laughs> Let's be honest. Everything is different. And so thinking about trying again, thinking about conceiving after already having kids, I think this is like, you know, thinking nutrients, caring for our bodies and recognizing that pregnancy can push our systems over into a state where it's expressing disease. We have to recognize that that, that, that happens. It's not to say it happens in the same way or the same thing for everyone. Um, some women have lots of children without problem. <laughs> we won't dive into the life isn't fair conversation here, but the truth is life isn't fair. Some of us go into this with less than optimal health status than others. Some of us are not as resilient as others for a variety of reasons. And it's hard to put a finger on, well, this is it and that's it. Um, but these are things that are really important to keep in mind. You know, some of the key things that I think have found, I have found helpful in my own personal journey of being a mom, trying again, desiring more children. Um, and these are the things for me that are the big things. First of all, things that I've recognized is that it takes time to recover. You know, ancestrally, we see that children were not spaced close together. You know, I was just talking to someone not long ago and I was saying how, you know, when we look at the work of like say Weston Price who went out, went to these, to these people groups um, in all of these places all over the world and observed their habits, their practices, their diets. He observed their, their dental and their facial structures. Um, you know, they found that generally children were about three years apart. That's kind of the average. And what's fascinating there is that, you know, these, you know, historically, and he was, he was out, I believe in the thirties. So we're talking long time ago, <laughs> even in modern cities, the medical care was limited. But when you go out to these remote villages and these, uh, these just places all over the world where they don't really have medical access, they were making their decisions on child spacing and how they raised their children and when they had their children based on really survival. And so these groups had identified often, you know, first of all, it was when fertility would return post, um, their, their fertility would return post, um, 
breastfeeding, which varied, varied widely. I did an interview with Dr. Kayla on her show, the uh, Hormone Puzzle podcast. Um, I'll, I don't think I got it fully right there, but um, I did an interview on her show talking about breastfeeding and fertility, and we really dove into that. So I'm not going to dive into that here. I'll make a note to leave the link to that episode in the show notes. Um, but but they were really making that decision on and focusing on when to try again based on what resulted in the best outcomes. And sometimes I think we drift from that because we're not in a situation anymore where we we are we're like baby's born and baby's got to survive. We have NICUs. <laughs> we have hospitals that are available and ready if something needs to happen right away. And it's amazing. It's miraculous the the babies that survive things that they never would have survived historically are thriving now but i think one of the things that we've lost is that ancestral wisdom of giving mom time to recover and i think that's a big key that they found that when studying a lot of the um his work weston price's work studying other experts who are experts in this area of postpartum renourishment the big thing is giving mothers time to renourish and it is time it takes a while you know alexandria um, references a text on the adrenals talking about just adrenal dysregulation um, in her book and that it takes a couple of years to recover you know some experts project that it doesn't take it can take three to four years minimum to kind of hit that point where your peak recovery, which obviously three to four year spacing is not always ideal. <laughs> it's not always possible, not always even desirable. Um, but just acknowledging that it takes time for our bodies to recover. It takes time for our bodies to get back into a place where they feel safe enough to conceive again. And if we have new health things that have popped up that have developed, Think popped up is the wrong term there term there popped up or think the health conditions that have developed since the last pregnancy that's also going to change the timeline to baby it's going to change what's required to get to baby so these are all things that we have to acknowledge in this journey of trying again after we've already had a kid it's why it's still hard there's no way to beat around the bush it is still hard but for different reasons <laughs> very different reasons and so I wanted to just pop on and talk about this today. You know, I am passionate about seeing that moms feel supported wherever they're at in that journey. You know, my tagline on my website is supporting women to and through motherhood, I believe, because I really want to help women thrive at all the stages, not just at the trying to conceive stage when you haven't you had a kid, but at the stage where you already have kids, where you're wanting another or, or multiple more kids and it's just not happening. And so, so there are resources. There are resources for you, but they're things that you're gonna have to look for. Some of my best recommendations, if you're in this season, you have been struggling, you're not sure where to turn, is first of all, find a provider who listens to you, a provider that's gonna help you evaluate all of the extenuating factors and just help you get back to being as well as you possibly can be. You know, I always love to send people to 
three different provider websites to really look for someone in their area. There are a lot of great providers. You can just simply scroll through the list of guests we've had on this podcast. You can find a lot of great providers just simply by looking through the list. And so that's a simple way to start is just to look through who we've had on this show and say, oh, well, I can reach out to this person or maybe that person, um, depending on the type of provider you're looking for. I also love to recommend checking out the Institute for Functional Medicine provider list, the list on Andrew Wheel Center for Integrative Health. Um, he, that's the, the Integrative Center, um, or excuse me, the Andrew Weil, I think I mispronounced his name, but that's the, um, the Integrative Center out of Arizona University Medical Center. And they've had many different types of doctors and nurse practitioners and nutritionists go through their integrative program or Chris Kresser's ADAPT practitioner list. Those are all great places to find someone who can really help you identify what might be going on for you, what might be happening under the hood that you need to address. And having done it both ways, having myself planned out and, you know, experienced being able to conceive after meticulously implementing my own protocol and also working with a provider and kind of having some of that streamlined for me. I can tell you that when you have kids, when you have life going on, when you have a lot of other stuff happening, finding someone who can come alongside you alleviates a lot of that stress. And so I recommend finding someone who's going to support you where you're at, who's going to help you to take that next step in figuring out what it is you need for your body so that you can conceive again. And also check out the books that I mentioned, Postnatal Depletion Cure by Dr. Oscar Saralak. Um, that is easy to find. Most libraries have it. You can order it on Amazon. Also, Alexandria DeVito's book, Nine Months Is Not Enough. It's a great read, highly recommended. And you can also connect with Poplin, which is Alexandria's company. They offer this really wonderful pre-pregnancy wellness testing, which is something you could explore. Um, but they have so many resources on their Instagram page um, that I'd highly recommend going there. You know, I started out this episode talking about how, you know, it kind of feels like as a mom when you're trying again, it's, it's, it's a, a unique niche in this fertility world that's kind of void. There's not a lot of dedicated resources. There's not a lot of experts who are just really focused on that. Um, and it is a different struggle. It's a different challenge and it comes with just different things you have to navigate, but that doesn't mean the resources aren't there for you. So that's what I wanted to share today. Those are some of the things that I wish that I had known that had been available to me from day one of trying after having our first kid. Things that, you know, I found some of it by accident, some of it by intentionally pursuing this topic of study. Um, but these are things I want you to know so that you can feel more informed and, and kind of have an idea of what provider you need to be pursuing next to support you on your team. I have become more and more and more of an advocate for finding that right provider. The more I have supported women, the more I've gone on this journey myself. And I can really attest to the fact that it helps to eliminate some of that overwhelm that can come when just trying to do it um, with what you read about online and implementing various strategies. That's not to say that doesn't always work, um, but it does make a difference to have someone in your corner. Well, with that, friends, I'm going to sign off for today. I hope you found this episode to be helpful. If you have a friend who is struggling to get pregnant again, please share this episode. Um, you know, we're here. This podcast exists 
to share the information that, you know, I wish had been available information that I know you guys have been asking for. Um, and, and so pass this along. Hopefully it is helpful to someone else as much as I hope that it is helpful to you. So with that, if you love the show, my reminder always is to subscribe because we do put out a new episode every week and we have a whole lineup of incredible experts coming your way here soon. So definitely hit that subscribe button and we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode.